<laughs> oh yeah. Man, she's so beautiful. Was that uh the one and only? That's Taylor Swift, baby. You're Taylor. Taylor. Swifty. Yeah. You know, I just the way she's handling this like Ticketmaster thing. She is that that's a classy girl. What do you, you know? mean? Uh, you think uh that she's on top of it or taking advantage? No. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's taking advantage. It's great publicity, man. It's great publicity. Come on. I think she, she, she knows what she's doesn't... doing. She's a master. She's a pro. Yeah, she's good. She always takes advantage of these situations. I'm I'm uh you know. I'm listening to the lady in is... my life. She believes that Taylor Swift is doing all of this on purpose. And I oh. I agree. I think I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. Is there a better female artist right now? A better one, Mike. Are you gonna disrespect Beyonce that way? Get the fuss. Old news. Queen Bay. Old news. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't really think of a bigger female artist than Taylor Swift now. Actually, but then yeah, again, she's the best. This could all be. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, there's no other um, major pop star, right? There's a reason she's crashing Ticketmaster. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. There could be bots involved. There could be companies that are purchasing them in mass quantities immediately faster than humans can. And then, you know, quadrupling the price. And that's why they're selling for 22 grand. You never know. Well, I think it's. Look, great publicity. And hey, I like the Taylor Swift, right? I'll go on the record. I'll say it. She's got it. She knows what she's doing. She puts out a good sound. Good tunes. Yeah, you gotta respect, uh, you know, the artist when they are a master of the pop game. Yeah, that's why people, everybody loves the Beatles, right? Why they're masters of that pop game? That's true. You know, Taylor Swift, yeah, I'll give it to you. Twenty-two thousand dollars for a uh, front row ticket. Yikes! That's if you a- can get it, get it. <laughs> that's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know who's not getting it is Kanye. Yeah, what happened to Kanye? <laughs> this guy, all right? Has anyone checked on him? What's up? Yeah, what's up with Kanye? I sent you that clip. Did you see it about uh, where he showed the 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 screen with all the Jewish uh, yeah Mike, executives? Not only did I see it, I have it. Should we uh, should we <sighs> Wait, listen to it? This is- this is so fucking funny. It's man. pretty bizarre. He's being confronted, I believe, uh, about his Jewish rants. <laughs> yes, about his anti-Semitism. Uh, Here we go, Kanye. Do you regret your statements? What statements do you think you should be walking back? I mean, considering. What do you mean walking back? Well, you know, backing up off of them. I mean, the thing is, you've you've lost a lot of endorsements. People are dropping you. You're getting, you know, vilified. You know, I mean, you might think you're right, but I think you know, there's a lot, there's a whole world out there that's condemning you for for what you said. Okay, so this right here is a chart of uh, Universal Studios, 20th 20th Century Fox, ABC News, CBS, CBS News, uh, DreamWorks Animation. Now, the thing is, I skipped over maybe about five of them because it was just unclear on this list. The red (laughs) are the executives that are Jewish. The whole chart is red. (laughs) There's like two yellows. (laughs) Yeah. That's it, dude. Enough said. He doesn't have to say anything else. Yeah, he's right. What's going on here, man? I'm I'm finding it very interesting that people are constantly confronting Kanye, and he's just very openly showing and what's going on, expressing what's going on. A lot, a lot of art. You know, Dave Chappelle had a great take on it about how, like, um, you talking about his SNL take? No, it's <laughs> no, no. a different take about how, like. They fuck you. The business is all about fucking you. It's stealing, you know. You like he even said he literally cannot do a Chappelle show. Because Comedy Central would own it. Right. Right? Yeah. So they, they can they never do a show again. Yeah. And it, it's forever. And it's like when these people fuck you over at nineteen, you know, when you're like a young kid. Sure, yeah. The way he put it was like, 
he didn't really say it, but what he really, I mean, he, I'm, I'm going to just put words in his mouth, right? But you're going to paraphrase here. I'm going to say what I got from it. What I got, what I got from it is, you know, and imagine when you had your band, right? Yeah. Like imagine you're in your band, you're 19 years old, you just moved to Colorado, right? Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's some big time company comes to you and they're like, we're going to sign you. We're going to give you a million dollar contract. All right. Yeah. First thing you think is, all right, all right, we're in. We're, we got it. We got it made, right? But you don't know what to do. So you, right away, you got to hire a lawyer, right? Oh, no. Who are the only, like, all the lawyers that are worth anything that could rep- that like know this industri- industry mm-hmm. are Jewish. You Alrighty. know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar, but I'll, ex- I'll <laughs> so accept apparently, your word. It's like, so you mentioned you just you signed this shitty deal, and now literally this company owns your name forever. Oh, wow. Not only on Earth, but in the whole universe. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. In perpetuity forever. They own your name. And you feel like you got fucked over because... The guy who you hired to help you look over this contract, you know, he was Jewish. The people who fucked you on the contract were Jewish, right? And then their <laughs> lawyers who are coming after you now are Jewish. Yeah. And, and the Jewish community, dude, there's only like 20 million Jews in the entire world. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Uh, right. That's such a small percentage. It's, it's not, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, there, there are literally 100 cities in China bigger than that. <laughs> you know? so, well, oh china's another you know, kind of place but, so it's just i just i don't blame kanye like i don't necessarily believe it's like this jewish conspiracy or whatever but you know <laughs> well it's, it's very easy to like hate certain unions and be like man those fucking irish because 80 percent of that <laughs> union is irish you know what i mean Kanye has said a lot of other stuff I'll be you know beyond the what he's being um you know chastised for that is getting widely over overlooked and he's essentially talking about secret societies cabals you know groups that are in charge outside he didn't just talk about the Jews yeah, but, but that's the only one you can't. That's how you know the only one that's real is the well, Jews, because that's the only one you can't talk about. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I find it interesting too that they picked one and they made a big stink of it, and everyone's forgetting about the other stuff that he has said. So we're kind of, you know, uh, dude, so you we, think it's a scapegoat kind of thing? Well, we literally played a clip about two weeks ago of him talking about how he never had to murder anyone like Michael Jordan did, or all these other famous people who have had to who have had people murdered, sacrificed in their families, people that were very close to him. And there's a lot of chatter out there that these sacrifice, these, uh, yeah, sacrifices, essentially, of people who are close to these famous uh, individuals are designed to instigate mental instability and, and, and to make these people go crazy. Yeah, if you had to sacrifice one. Oh, no. Mom or dad. Oh, I'm just glad you didn't say one of my cats. It, <laughs> that would have been a. Oh, that's an impossible decision. Spend so much money to keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry because they don't listen, so yeah. they'll never know. I'm well. You know what? I'm a non-sacrifice guy, and so I'm one of those sacri- take me. Kind oh of no! Guys. No hero scenario. No hero scenario. I don't do the sacrifice. I'm not down. Man, you gotta choose. Never. I'm not on uh, I'm not on the route of that. I never think that that's uh <clears throat> necessary in my life. So, you know. You have to go with mom cuz dad's got the fake the fake valve that's it's got the time. <laughs> you know? I like to think more along the lines of Batman choosing between Robin and his love, and Riddler has them hanging, you know, and then they uh, both fall, and he has to dive down the pit. Uh, Frank, that's uh, not possible because the Robin was his love. That's right, Mike. Well, you <laughs> took the joke out of my mouth, man. Come on, it was an easy choice. He goes for Robin. Of course. Yeah. You know he loved that dick more. <laughs> Why do you think they called him Boy Wonder? Come on, guys. <laughs> Obvious. 
<laughs> the wonder was how such a little guy had such a big package. <laughs> yeah, they tried to call him Kickstand, but that didn't uh, fly very well. <laughs> The editors. <laughs> that was a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, the kickstand kid. They weren't into it, you know. A lot of the, the tripod terror. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's Great funny show. about that is um George Clooney claims that he played uh, Batman as gay when he read the script. I know, you always say that. I don't, I Come mean... on. Everybody should check out Batman and Robin. It's such a terrible movie. It's so funny to watch. And when Dude, you... That's one of my favorites. Don't say terrible. Are you serious? That's one of the best Batmans out there. The one with Arnold? Yeah! No. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger. The best one, the best one. Get out of here, man. Uh, it's up there, dude. Isn't that the one with the Riddler? No. Oh, that's Val Kilmer. That's Val Kilmer. Come on, Mike. Yeah, that's right. That was one of the worst. Well, yeah, better. Th- I think it's considered better than the George Clooney. I think George Clooney's considered the Batman who ruined and ended the franchise. Pretty sure about that. Because then after that, they didn't do Batman for quite a few years, and then they came back with the Christian Bale super He's series. He's probably the best. Probably Bale, the, best. the Bale Batman. Oh, come on. Can't be uh, Christian. Oh, can't beat him? Are you kidding me? The the Batman. There's only one Ooh. Batman, Mike. It's Michael Keaton. <laughs> He's the only one. Nah, dude. Christian Bale's way better. No, no Okay, way. there's a reason one guy got three movies and the other one got one. You know? <laughs> he got two. <laughs> Did he get two? I already forgot about him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Point. <laughs> Point Mike on that one. You know what I mean? I'll give you a second best. You were on Christian. No way George Clooney was worse than this newest one. I don't know what the fuck that was. You're not a fan of uh, Pattinson? Worst, worst Batman yet. Worst, really? Worst yet. The worst. The oh, worst. Man. Okay, wow. Yeah, unwashable. This new Batman. I know you think. Do you like him better than Ben Affleck? I I don't consider Ben Affleck a real Batman. He was only part of of the DC Legends movies. I like uh, Ben Affleck being a part of it because we were able to call him Batfleck, right? (laughs) Had that little little gem. I thought he was Daredevil. I don't know. He was the daredevil. That's a good call. Yeah, with uh, Jennifer uh, Garner. They were Benefer. Remember Benefer? Benefer? Yeah. Dude, I heard this uh, this uh, Chinese comedian, this Asian kid comedian, his uh, best joke I ever heard is, uh, daredevil is a blind man whose superpower is he can see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a superpower. That's a superpower. <laughs> we, can oh, all, we can all see. <laughs> well, he has sonar. Sonar is better than seeing. No, but it was so funny. Like maybe you know, I don't think so. His superpower is that he could see. Like, yeah, that is pretty. That is, that's it's only a superpower to blind kids. Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the point, right? He was probably the original like inclusivity hire. I think Daredevil's a really old character. Uh, dude, this inclusivity stuff is such a backfire on all levels. I, I'm finding it very funny on all accounts at this point. It's comical. Uh, I've tuned out most entertainment, and it's kind of seeming like... I mean, did you see Black Panther Got uh, made a lot of money? Did it, huh? Yeah. I think a lot of oh, people okay. came out to see it, man, so... Yeah, well, maybe I'll have to check it out. I told you I wanted to. I wanted to hate watch it. I may end up mm-hmm. loving it. Whenever I go into hate watch, I end up loving it. So, see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, nobody I know has talked about it. So, well, then that's how you know it's bullshit. <laughs> that's how you know you hang out with nothing but bigots and racists, right? Well, I live in uh, white suburbia, Mike. People are guilted into going to see Wakanda Forever at the uh, <laughs> right. Otherwise, they get in trouble with their peers. 
<laughs> they need to go on Facebook and you know talk about how they went to go see it. Uh, that was the problem with the movie Bros. You should have had more gay black men. Wow, Bros was a bad idea, man. Bad yeah. idea. You think so? Yeah, it's a really bad idea. I'm telling you, Maybe. it's just, you're always, I, pigeonholing stuff is just always a bad idea. Well, what killed me is how, like, the gay people talked about it, you know what I mean? Like, till Tim Dillon tore it to shreds, it was so funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, who is and, it? Uh, did you see, the, <clears throat> there's pictures for the new Indiana Jones that's coming out? I'm not making that up. No, new Indiana Jones. It's, Harrison Ford's got to be 140. He's 80, and it takes oh, place God. in 1969, where his character is 70-ish, so I'll give it to them. And Harrison Ford at 80 years old. Now's not the time to do a movie. Run for president. Yeah, come on. Come on. Do it. With the times, dude. Now's the time to start your, your political career. <laughs> 80 years old is an action hero. I think, he's clo- I think they're closing it out with this one. Uh, this is like his last one. But the director's the guy who did Logan, the last uh, Wolverine movie. Or, you know, spoiler alert. That was the worst one. Uh, No, man, they won, like, I think awards for it. It was, like, a huge deal. Everyone loved that Because he was practically gay. (laughs) Did you see that? Like, I love my wife. (laughs) So gay, dude. It wasn't Wolverine. Wolverine was a fucking animal. (laughs) You know what I mean? And now he's, I'm in love with this Asian woman from (laughs) in the middle of the woods. I don't know. So stupid! Oh, they're gonna they're gonna make Indy this, gay this, and uh... this flowers, Yakumanana, <laughs> who stared at the moon and said, "There's my Wolverine." I, I don't know the fucking story was. It was so stupid. No, he was giving the name Wolverine because he's a fucking small animal who's super strong. <laughs> they can recover, you fucking idiots. Not because he was in love with this Asian woman. <laughs> I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of X Men comic books. Never was this Asian woman lying next to Wolverine in the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, such a stupid movie. Is that the one I'm thinking about? Maybe. Oh, or was that the Origins Wolverine? The last Logan, the movie Logan, was where he's uh, him and Professor X are like. Uh, they're dying, they're old age, and it's very, uh, it's pretty intense. There's a lot of crazy action, very bloody, insane action, and it's very dark and dramatic. And, uh, you know, Wolverine doesn't make it. <laughs> he dies. He dies. You didn't see Logan, did you? No, no, I thought this was the one where, uh, what's his name is like some fat, like. You're talking about the one where, um. He, like, uh, shoots lasers out of his eyes and, like, fucking takes down this, uh, nuclear, uh, cooling tower and they all, like, ride it down and then. Yes. Yeah. uh, Logan gets shot in the head and that's how he forgot who he was. Yeah. Famously, that was a, that was a very bad movie. Gambit was in it. It was a bad movie. Yeah. They made Gambit stupid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Some f- in New Orleans, it was like playing poker. Like Jesus fucking Christ, he made him French. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. Ruined, you ruined my Gambit. Was it was like a toss up between Gambit and Wolverine, who my favorite character was. Well, they know? ruined Gambit and Rogue, and both were great characters who had like an interest in each other and all that stuff. And oh yeah, and... then Rogue, what the fuck was this Phoenix thing where she became ah? You killed, you ruined it. Yeah, they definitely ruined a bunch. Hollywood ruined it. That, you know what? All that was that was a bunch of executives who thought they could improve on the comic. Yeah, yeah, you're right on the money. You know why you can't improve on a comic? Because the comic was written by some fucking super nerd. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I know what you mean, man. That's true. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the MCU, they got the <laughs> X-Men are going to be welcomed into it. And Deadpool 3 is coming out. And, uh... <clears throat> did you see the second one? I did see the second one. I fucking hate that movie. You didn't like the second one? I hate Ryder. How many superheroes is he going to be? He's the Green Lantern. He's Deadpool. He's in the X-Men. I, can we just fucking stop with Ryan Reynolds? I think you're just tired. Ryan Reynolds, 
there's a lot of love for the guy. He's everywhere. He's there is this annoying factor at this point. Yeah, <sighs> really good. I really got to give him props on Adam Project. That's a great movie. Adam Project. I actually did enjoy that. Fucking great movie. Yeah, that slid under the radar, man. It really did, right? Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, the guy plays some fucking action hero that he's played nine hundred times. That's all over the news. This is like a weird. This is like a a movie that's like an original idea. Ryan you know. Reynolds, it would be really refreshing to see him as a bad guy in a movie, like a dark. He kind of was a bit, uh, yeah. But like a murder, I don't know, like a serial. I thought killer they did it good or... with the kid, and Something. then uh, what's his name as the dad was really good. Yeah, no, it was good. I actually was uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised. Very entertaining. Quite watchable, if you will, Mike. It's watchable. <laughs> All right, well, so you do like Ryan Reynolds, just... No uh, yeah, he's done with the super. You could only pick one superhero, right? <laughs> like, like what's his name? He, 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 Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, what's his name is Captain America. You got Robert Downey Jr. You're Iron Man. You know. Yeah, it's good once call. You, once you start switching it up, I mean, I mean, it's too hard to believe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Weren't you the Green Lantern? He was I'm supposed to believe yeah, that this ring true. from the universe picked you, and then you also got burned and beaten in this lab and became Deadpool? I'm mine. <laughs> Not both of them. Lightning doesn't strike twice, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It does sometimes, man. Uh, you know, you just have to uh, be someone smart. Like, uh, <clears throat> and- no, it's just because the fucking uh, Green Lantern bombed, so he had to come back as Deadpool. Dude, he did Deadpool in the movie you were just talking about like five minutes ago with Wolverine. He was Deadpool in that, and they uh, totally ruined that character. And then they they revamped it with him because he, I think, produced it. He's now the executive producer. Is that what he was supposed to be playing in that movie? Yeah, the the people who wrote that movie. That's how bad that movie was. They just totally wrecked that movie. Yeah. True. That's why they performed all the surgeries on him and shit. Yeah, it's bad. But according to, I believe it was Ryan Reynolds' like kind of dream pet project to be Deadpool, like the real deal. And so he finally, I think, became famous enough to finance the idea. And that's why he's doing what he's doing now. And then I think what happened was who he was signed with got bought out, right, by uh, Disney. And they own everything now. Disney literally owns everything, and they are going to—they're going to ruin every franchise. So what's going to happen? They ruined Star Wars. They've ruined the MCU, and they're going to ruin uh, all the. Their version of <laughs> X Men is going to be so woke and so shitty. You have to know it. It's the truth. You know it is, and everyone. Oh gonna- man, you know what I I turned you know what I uh turned on the older generation to. Oh, what's that? Ex Machina. That's oh, a good movie, yeah. you see, dude. It's like blowing their minds. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Uh I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It opens up a whole bunch of questions. What, with AI? Yeah. That's why I think people need to be concerned about Elon, man. Yeah. It gets really weird when you start talking about like a robot, like a female robot, you know? You have to start talking about like ethics of, uh, I don't know. It gets really weird. Yeah, well, what about that movie with the uh, kid robot? And all that. That's what, well. That's what we were talking about. And that's when I I was like, you guys got to go watch Ex Machina. And then they came back and they were like, holy shit! <laughs> you know what I mean? Just as far as uh, what the uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. That's a weird... Uh... So here's what happens, right? Let's say you make a female robot, right? That yeah. has artificial intelligence. It raises all kinds of ethical questions on whether you should be allowed to have sex with these robots, right? I'm sure, yeah. But it, it raises all kinds of questions of, like, what would the limits be? Why do we have those limits? And then it makes you reflect on our limits and why do we have those necessarily for humans? You know? Like, my whole thing, I don't know. Well, I what should frighten people more is not so much the robot physical realm because that's a very old way to look at it you know what should freak people out is this whole push for the metaverse and living in this new internet world uh where you as an avatar could play out whatever fantasy you may have and so is it is it is that good or bad well it could be up to you right is there a governor who's who's dictating what you are able to play out in this fantasy land that you have paid for. And especially if it's virtual or, you know what I mean? Like, if you are living in this world, in this virtual world, and you want to do whatever sick, twisted fantasy you may have, and you're going to play it out, who's, who's to say we're allowed to dictate that? And then imagine living in a place, in the physical world, where we have people living out these weird fantasies in the virtual world, and then they enter back into the real world. Are they going to try and replay those fantasies, really? See, but I think it gets worse than that. Like, I'm, I'm thinking even deeper than that. Like, Once you enter this virtual world that has artificial intelligence inside it, right? Yeah. Like, let's just say it's not even X Mine. It's not even a robot thing that you're touching. Let's say it's like you put on the Oculus or whatever, and you're you in the, the metaverse. You got the suit on, right? Yeah. And you you're in the, yeah. You're <laughs> in the metaverse, and now you have this like robot, not robot, but this this thing inside there that is artificially intelligent, and like, wh- what kind of rights does that have? You know, what is ethical treatment of that being? Right. Yeah, I agree. I I totally am. Sa- I agree. It opens with you. up this like insane questions well, you- that like we can't even answer <laughs> about our own realm. Like we can't even agree on. Uh like we can't even agree on how to treat these like tribes in the middle of the Amazon <laughs> that have never been contacted. Right. Right. Like we can't even agree on the ethical ways of treating them. Like, how, what are we going to do when we enter this world of like? artificial intelligence you we, know we can't even define rape in the real world how do we possibly define rape in the digital world against against an artificial being exactly exactly and then when it becomes really real right when do we cross into a path where or a point where you know like well mike i mean are we in our own simulated realm or are we just in another dimensional realm and you know what i'm saying like the yeah these definitions are so bizarre and ethic you know ethics in the metaverse right i i think the metaverse was open for like only a few hours before someone got raped in there oh, probably guaranteed <laughs> no different than the real world <laughs> so i mean i don't know man the internet's fucking sick and you know I, when it comes to even having the robots, I think people are going to... The people who are going to want the robots first are going to do sick things with them. Oh, absolutely. And man, the the person who can buy the most robots first, don't they win the game of controlling the world? I'm sure they thought that about slaves. <laughs> right. Right. Well, imagine if all the robots are controlled by Elon. Plus all the sa- that ring of satellites going around um, planet. I'm still on board with the belief that Elon is going to s- be a part of the staging of some sort of phony alien invasion. They're going to pro- project it. <laughs> They're going to project it using this ring of freaking satellites going around the Earth. 
It's going to be spectacular. It's going to convince us all. I've seen things online recently of former military, former SEALs, you know, all all these different guys who have former Navy, people talking about how uh, they've seen spectacular holograms uh, and holographic technology used by the military in real time and how you're not allowed to talk about it. And uh, I am willing to bet we can... You know, I was thinking the other day how easy it would be to use holograms to fake traffic and convince the real people that there's traffic. <laughs> Think about that one, <laughs> right? It actually, and then that would explain why some days there's no traffic, but other days it's just like, where did all these cars come from? Oh, what and if they? Re- and then you just see a guy in a Bugatti driving right through all the cars. Yeah, he just goes straight a through a line of cars. Yeah. <laughs> But the holograms are so good, you can't tempt uh, fate, right? How do you know it's real? What's fake? Yeah, you don't. You need the Bugatti uh, monitor. You You need those Tony Stark uh, super glasses that they have. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm more worried about like, uh, so let's say like John Fetterman, right? They're already doing it with these, with all kinds of things where like, they're going to hook, they're hooking robots up to brains, you know? Yeah that can read your brain and, like, control your leg. Well, Stuff okay. like that. Wow, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Right. And let's say you get to a point where, like, you have John Fetterman hooked up to a machine. <clears throat> I don't know. At what point do you become more AI than human? Oh. And when would the ethics applied to the AI... Like when do you cross that line, right? Uh, this is robot ter- uh, RoboCop territory. Well, uh, exactly. I think that's where we're headed. I think that's going to be the hardest line we cross next. Is you start integrating the AI and the robotics with people? Oh, I didn't like see Stephen that Hawking was clearly a human controlling a robot, right? Maybe, but, but they're yeah. al- they're already coming up with like yeah, exactly. They're already coming up with like. These wheelchairs that these people just—I just read an article where like the people just think about where they want to go. The wheelchair reads it, and, you know. But once we develop more and more AI, it's like, how do you know that's where this person wanted to go and not the robot wanted to go? And then at what point, you know? Yeah, that's a weird. I think that's where we're gonna head first. That's gonna be the scariest when we have to decide what's actually human and what's robot. Oh, great call. We get to a point where you won't know. Because right now we can't really tell what's who's black and white. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They said there were no black people in the World Series. Half that team was blacker than me. You know what I mean? So No black uh, uh, Americans. Was that the stat? Yeah, there were no American-born African Americans. There were, were African Americans. No, there were African. Or there were Africans. Or there were um, black Hispanics. Black I guess Hispanic. I don't know. You know, see, it, no, but to see my point, we can't even decide on that. We used to live in a world where it didn't <laughs> on the limit for like AI and human. <laughs> There's a lot, dude. The more I'm reading about it, I think we've already created artificial intelligence. I think it's already. It's in the infancy stage, and it's it's already maturing. Did you uh, watch that entire Joe Rogan thing with Graham Hancock and uh, the uh, Randall? Uh, I can't think of his guy. Oh his last God, name. I love listening to those guys. And the Fucking dude makes me feel so stupid. He said he was going to come back on and discuss how there's a patent that they already have, and it's going to be released in three months. How they have technology that is based on frequency and they yes. believe that the ancients were using this frequency technology which tesla was tapping into you know 100 years ago uh and that's how they were moving gigantic blocks and all this stuff like that he was saying how they're going to like uh what was it mazda has already bought into the technology or something like that it's possible i just i I don't know, man. I, I'm really into this whole. Uh, there's got to be some better technology out there. I I love the idea of having old civilizations and that they had advanced technologies that we um, have been deceived to not knowing exists. 
I'm still not on board with the advanced technology. I'm more on board with the power of humans. And, like, you can't get it done today because the red tape alone will take you four years. You know? <laughs> You're saying, but, like, back then you could uh, enslave a bunch of people and make them do it. Do I don't it. even think you need to enslave them. I think you could just convince them to do it. You know, Nona tells me about like her childhood, dude. Like they would sit there and and for four hours just do the rosary. Four hours. If you got got four hours to kill on the rosary, I mean, think about how many hours you could do on carving a block of stone for the king. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true, man. Uh... Think about how boring the. I'd rather do the stone than the rosary, right? Yeah, and dude, <laughs> maybe we just have too much time on our hands these days. I think that's what it's coming down to. <laughs> no, we don't have any time. That's the problem. You think it's we got no time? <clears throat> it's taken. It's oh, you're always distracted by shit. There's too much distraction. You know, you don't have time to just kind of. Oh, like our little devices. Like, when was the last time you just, like, sat down, had nothing to do for four hours, and stared at the sky? You know? Uh, the, Probably the entirety it, of COVID. The one, thing I, <laughs> yeah, well, the one thing I do love about that Graham, Graham Hancock series is, like, he does always bring up the point that, like, you know, because I did, dude, I've been there. I've been in the middle of a desert with nothing to do. You're guarding air. You know, I was a mechanic in a place where we couldn't drive the trucks. So I literally had nothing to do, right? Yeah. And you're sitting there all night just staring at the sky in the desert. And it's like, it's, when you're doing that night after night, it's in the stars, you, can, like, you start to notice the patterns. You start to notice that they're moving. And it's very easy to see why like, ancient people, if they spent their whole life doing that, why you would build a monument to it. You know what I mean? Oh, because you got the time. And it was important to them too. A lot of the stuff was like flood based. Flood, yeah, I, yes. I, you're, you know, I, I noticed a no, lot of it, it, was, was, it was agriculture too. Dude, everything revolves around the way the stars move. You could tell what seasons are coming, when they're coming. You know. Yeah. We can't because we can't even see it. It's know? crazy. That's the one thing I miss about the desert the most. Dude. That those amazing skies. You would see the fucking, the dust from the. You know the bands of the Milky Way. Man, that looks incredible or sounds incredible. Honestly, like uh, I don't think I've actually no, uh, seen that. There's before. nothing there, dude. There's no moisture in the air to block the glare. You know, <laughs> it's like I don't know. So it's just you in the sky. Yeah, it's very easy to understand why they would. You know, it's easy to see why, like, you live in Chicago, New York, LA. Like, you you think you're the you know. You think this is the world, right? But when you go, you go spend some nights out in the desert. You're like, "Holy shit, we're a fucking rock floating through this. Cr- what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at everything that's out there. It's crazy. And I know, you know what? They, one thing they don't really, one thing they never nail on, which I think is one of the most important facts that makes like this whole thing so special. So they'll say like, if you look at the the way these things are lined up, it's pointed at this star, right? Yeah. Sure. And if you go back this many years, it's perfectly lined up with that star, right? It's very easy to think that, like, the, the universe is so big that, like, no matter what, you'll hit a star. No. It's, it, if you took a straight line from, if you just pointed a straight line out into space from where you are, there's like a 99% chance it will go on forever and never hit something. Wow, man. That's how big space is. Even with all those stars out there, all those galaxies, 99% chance you'll hit nothing. So the fact that this thing is pointed directly at it, it, you know what I mean? They never really capture how great that is, you know? They talk about how we pass through this belt, the cosmic debris that hit Earth and why they think this cosmic flood or this giant flood happened, uh... I uh I have part of it if you want to hear a little bit of it. I didn't uh, really I didn't I was hoping you would. I didn't hard clip it so this is going to be uh you know on the fly here but um this is just a little bit from their thing on Joe Rogan where he describes how uh I think how they believe the water flowed down and what have you. 
Um, yeah, watch the series on Netflix. It's the best thing Netflix has produced. I agree. This yeah. is giving me hope for Netflix. I agree. This is what Netflix used to be. Yes, this is what it yeah, should yeah. be. Yes. The shit nobody else yes. would produce. You and produced it. They're talking about how there's this comet that was um, separated and disintegrating, and they believe that 12,600 years ago, fragments of it struck the Earth at various points and uh, melted the ice caps and caused a great flood, and they can they have evidence of it from all these um, pathways from the water flows all throughout Earth. And oh, they, yeah. they believe it was devastating. It wiped out civilizations that were so- south more from the poles or whatever, uh, or, you know what I mean, more towards the equator. They were thriving during, what, the Ice Age, I guess. Right. Uh, and this goes down the road of Atlantis and all that stuff. It's really... The Joe Rogan Experience interview is incredible, but the show on Netflix, absolutely fantastic. They go a little over the top of some of the dramatic music, you know, and the you know, some of the... Uh, but man, but for any like fun. long fun. time Joe Rogan fan, you've heard this guy for like yeah, ten years. Absolutely. Now. And then now he's been t- dude. The first time he came on Joe Rogan, he was a cons- wild conspiracy theorist that was kicked out of the scientific community. Yes. Yeah. Now all of his shit is being adapted by mainstream journals exactly. and everything, and he's now on Netflix. I think there's some credibility to what he's saying. So um, it's incredible. I hope I got the right spot. We'll we'll cut it short if we don't like it, but uh, we'll roll through it here. It's just a bit of uh, Graham Hancock and uh, Randall. I can't catch the guy's name for some reason. Uh, they're talking about um, this cataclysm. About that particular date, 11,600. Well, it's incredibly important. It's an incredibly important date because the Younger Dryas begins 12,800 years ago with a cataclysm, with a puzzling, mysterious rise in sea level at the same point. Thousand years of freezing temperatures, mass extinctions of animal species all over the world. And then 11,600 years ago, global temperature shoots up. The last of the ice caps collapse into the sea. Sea level rises enormously. That is the date that work starts at Gobekli Tepe. And that is a point I've made many times, but it's really worth making because archaeologists roll their eyes every time you say the word Atlantis. But that is precisely the date that Plato, which is the earliest surviving reference to Atlantis, that's precisely the date he gives for the destruction of Atlantis, 11,600 years before our time. He puts it this way, that his ancestor Solon visited Egypt. And we know about that visit. It's historically recorded. That visit to Egypt was in 600 BC. And there Solon claimed to have been told by Egyptian priests about this great advanced civilization that once existed, but that angered the gods and was destroyed in an enormous flood. And Solon asked those Egyptian priests, when did this happen? And they said, oh, 9,000 years ago. Well, do the math. That's in 600 BC. That's 9,000 years before 600 BC. We call that 9,600 BC. That's 11,600 years ago. That's exactly the date of the end of of the Younger Dryas. And it's exactly the date of what is called Meltwater Pulse 1B, one of the biggest (laughs) single rises overnight in sea level that ever occurred. So if Plato made it up, it's really weird that he picked a date that is precisely a date that coincides with the latest geological evidence on cataclysmic sea level rise at the end of the Ice Age. That's crazy. So crazy, dude. Holy cow. And this is fucking real science, dude. This is what I love. There was a theory. And then a better theory comes along. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And this one answers a lot of questions the other one couldn't. Right? Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Civilization has to be older. And I love his idea that, like, yeah, there's an ice age, but... But there were still areas on the equator that were like beautiful tropic regions. Sure. Well, actually, there was more land in the tropics because of the, all the ice. Well, what gets me is all these islands that existed. But then, because the water was so shrunken up, but then they disappeared because of all the water that, you know, was exerted into the oceans from the caps. And. The maps that they show of these times, and it's just, it's pretty interesting yeah, stuff. Dude, I, I all really the maps that have those, man. You and, gotta watch the series. <laughs> awesome. Great series. It's really fun and entertaining. 
I was able to get Emma to pull away her TikTok for a few minutes and, uh, you know what I mean, take a look up. And she she was actually getting into it for a few few episodes there. So I really, really enjoy it, dude. And you're right. You nailed it. We've been following this dude for a long time. And he's kind of evolved from crackpot, fringe, conspiracy theorist to now he's got a special on Netflix and people are seriously considering these ideas. The the uh, people that he has on the show is the best part, right? It's not him walking around to these sites saying, like, this is what I think. There are archaeologists and scientists at these places, and you know what I mean, that are carbon dating this stuff and, like, showing, like, no, this is what we found. Yes. And no one's listening to us, but we think this stuff is like, you know, 20,000 years old. It's crazy. No, but I love it. Like, he, the idea that he's bringing up that really nobody, that he kind of uh, is the father of is the fact that what you're seeing, these monuments were built on monuments that these people saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that idea that, like, yes. This mound you see is a thousand years old, but it's built on top of a pyramid that's ten thousand years old. You know what I mean? How wild is they're all based around these tiny little springs, like purification areas and yeah. places where you like purify the soul. No, uh, it makes sense. You would fun. think that this is like a gift from God. You know? Does this verify that uh, like Noah's Ark is real? Or that the Bible is, you know, describing a legitimate event that took place? Yeah. I feel like this kind of vindicates the Bible in a weird way. Yeah, well, it's, every religion has the story. Yeah. You know, they all just have, like, weird takes on it. Every religion, but then also all these different cultures and... I just think that it's um, not coincidental, you know, and that there's just a story being told there. Kind of like the whole Tartaria belief. Uh, I think I brought it up before, but this idea that there's this grand culture that existed somewhere in Asia. It had incredible influence on the culture of the time. And then it's just been completely wiped from the map. And, you know, nobody talks about it. And yeah. so, and, but if you look at these old globes and stuff, you can see it. It existed. It was a real place. What happened? Where is it? That's why it doesn't take long for us to forget about shit, you know? No, it really doesn't. Take a look at like uh, the, war- the world. Take a look at Europe right before World War I and then look at it after World War II. <laughs> it's different whole different world man whole different countries you know <laughs> everything is different man yeah that's a good point you know and and then the cold war that existed after that and you know went through some wild changes just in that hundred year span i wonder what the next hundred years you know will I mean, not uh, even a hundred think about the next ten thousand like man Next 10,000 years, man. I and you got to think about far. it like, oh, yeah, we have iPhones now, right? Yeah. But if there's an apocalyptic event, that's the first shit to go. Right? It's that technology. Yeah. You go right back to the roots. Oh, yeah. You know, growing your food. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I think America so would what- do all right. <laughs> no, that's why I think it's easy to it's easy to believe that the civilization, all their technology was lost. Very easy to believe that it was lost. I think it was more natural than we understand. Um, I'm more in the boat. I think that Graham Hancock goes down, which is they were utilizing technology that we just don't understand and can't conceptualize because it's based in more natural forces. 
And I, I do yeah. I do believe in that stuff. I think Nikola Tesla was onto something, and when he died, there's a reason why the FBI or CIA or whoever, uh, whatever three-letter organization went in there and raided his it, place and took all his stuff. There's a was reason. Was it Ray Epps? It was Ray Epps, yeah. <laughs> we, we do it all along, that filthy motherfucker. He's always behind it all. That snake. We gotta storm his apartment. <laughs> Do you think they'll ever actually come, like, will Ray Epps come to the forefront? Will he ever be called? Or do you think that'll, they have to bury Ray Epps? Because, not bury physically, well, maybe, I mean, I don't know if he's tied to the why would they ever call him? He's just a simple farmer living with his wife. I know, he's being harassed, man. I already saw the pictures. I wish they would just leave him alone. (laughs) The video is so unreal. Uh, It's a deep fake. (laughs) That's right. Do you know that guy, uh, Alex Stein? Uh, he was the one that was calling AOC the Latina mama. Um, yeah, I love that guy. Number 99. <clears throat> yes. He um, has a new one out this weekend where he's in front of a drag queen story hour. Love it. Did you see this love clip? It. And it's like love it. all these people who are masked holding these rainbow flags, and then there's literal Antifa armed guards with like they're wearing all black bulletproof vests all black <laughs> yeah, uniforms dude. black masks covering their face <laughs> and they have fucking eight uh m16s what the fuck dude just so that they can protect <laughs> supposedly to protect the kids <laughs> who are on their way to a drag show what's going on there no no you should be there to stop the kids from going into the drag show <laughs> right uh yeah that would be my first instinct i just um it's the most jarring image everybody please check this out it's literally this and it's they're black clad full body armor with the uh semi-automatic rifle face mask goggles and then the flag the rainbow flag pin and then there's just some weirdo next to them with the flag. It's a really scary. Yeah, I don't get it. Are you gay? <laughs> are you the f- or Are you protecting the f- Or why are the kids involved if there's this? F- I mean, what's going on here? Who's the. All I know is there's a bunch of letters in this LGBTQTI, whatever. There is no K for kids because nobody would accept them. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's just a strange image. I didn't think it would ever uh, come to that point. The video itself, very comical. This dude, Alex Stein, he's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, he's got some cojones, I must say, because he's willing to walk up to these people with... Uh, no, they can't do anything, dude. You're sitting there with your fucking gun. You can't do anything with it. And aren't you the same people voting against your right to carry that? That's a great call. That's actually a phenomenal call. Uh, I'm so confused here. What it, you guys are standing for. And there's nothing that, you know... Is it Alex Stein, the right-wing extremist that I'm supposed to be scared of? And he's wearing a suit, and I can see his face. I'm just... I, the, the image Man. itself is jarring. You got this rainbow flag, or not rainbow flag, it's the new one with all the colors... Every color imaginable is uh, striped on this thing. And then you have this military man, essentially, (laughs) next to him. And it looks weird. It looks something out of a bizarre uh, dystopia. Name me one one movie, one story, one real-life historical scenario where the good guys had the army... (laughs) <laughs> or the police force that was completely covering their face and identity. Yeah, you're right. It's the same one that wants to stuff the ballots. You know, yes. There's a reason Alex Stein and all the Republicans are out there showing their face. There is no right wing. The only right wing army that's refusing to show their faces are the feds. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know? That's a great call. Yeah. <laughs> The right-wingers are out there. Everybody on January 6th, the reason you you have videos of them is because they weren't covering their faces. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Man, this scary that the way it gets pushed is that these guys are the heroes because they were protecting. Not even how can you say you're protecting kids if you're just protecting their ability to go to a drag show? That's like you <laughs> saying I'm protecting these fucking chickens from the wolves while they're on their way to the slaughterhouse, <laughs> right? Are you really protecting them? Well, here's my th- kind of take on this. We don't need the armed guards to usher the kids to the baseball game. Or church. <laughs> you know, yeah. we got the football practice down the street. Good no call. armed guards. No people no, with flags. Needed. No flags. No flags of no any fl- kind. No Trump <laughs> flags. Nothing. The kids are just practicing football. Uh, <laughs> over at the baseball field, or you know, they're practicing scrimmage. Baseball game, no flags, no armed guards, nothing. You know what? You you go to the local uh, watering hole for some pizza afterwards. No guards needed. <laughs> no problems. Okay, we don't. There's no uh, necessity for the flags, and there's no s- need for these armed uh, individuals. Uh, but then all of a sudden, we got the drag queens reading uh, books to the kids. All of a sudden, there's a need for the armed guards and the freaks with the flags. I think maybe the community has spoken. Yeah. The community itself, it's there. They're speaking right out loud. Look, we're not concerned about our kids going to practice. We're really concerned about the kids having these drag queens at the practice. (laughs) Get the drag queens. Why is this even a thing, dude? I don't even understand why it's a thing. The story time is the weirdest part too. Like, and, and who actually, decided reading stories to kids look, dressed up as a woman is a good idea? Why is it story time? Why aren't we getting? I'll even. Why don't we get drag queen football practice? No. Well, see, well, because I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Because the dad is. I, can I tell you? Something? No, no. Let me put this in a in a better perspective, right? Like you guys, you guys say you want to do the drag queen story hour because there might be one kid in there who's like confused and he wants to kind of feel accepted or whatever. Great. You know who was very confused growing up as a kid? Mike, who couldn't pay attention to anything on the board. Right? I fucking hated school. I hated everything else. You guys should have had story hour with a plumber. Yeah. Wow. And then he could have came in and told me that he was just like me as a kid, and after high school. He just became a plumber, and then I wouldn't have wasted 10 years of my life trying to be something I wasn't, right? That's no different than the kid that's confused with his sexuality or whatever. So, you want to do the drag queen story hour? Fine. One week, drag queen comes in and does it. But you know what? The next week, I want a plumber to come in. And then after that, a mechanic. And then after that, we'll do a nurse. And then after that, we'll bring in some female uh, pilot or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm against all of it, and here's where I'm at. No... (laughs) Hear me out on this. This is my belief. There is no... We should have a a ban on the drag queen story hour. We should only have drag queen wrestling hour. And the drag queens can go and wrestle (laughs) each other. (laughs) And we could all all decide who's the best drag queen. That's all we get. (laughs) Well, Well, we will know who's the best, whichever one survives. That's right. Fight to the death. Yes. Drag- that kills two birds with one stone. They drag- get to be a winner, and we get to get rid of one drag queen at a time. Win-win. Drag queen <laughs> wrestling hour. No more story hour, wrestling hour. I think we could all get behind seeing a couple drag queens wrestle each other. I think Here's the biggest problem with growing up as a kid in the 90s and now living in the 2020s. There is still no fight to the death. Like, I was promised... Some kind of dystopian fight to the death. Because we now. grew up with Celebrity Deathmatch, the claymation show on MTV. <laughs> but there should be like a Running Man, a Hunger Games. There should be some kind of government sanctioned death race. You know, there is no prisoners killing each other. What's going on here? I agree. How have we not getting, gotten to that point yet. We're always talking eugenics when it comes to the COVID vaccine. How about a little Running Man action? You can easily get away with a lot of yeah, the Bill society. Bill Gates, lay off my grandma. <laughs> And why don't we kill some prison? Get rid of the prisoners really easily. (laughs) (laughs) We used to, as a society, I thought, do uh, prisoners as soldiers, right? Didn't that usually work a little bit? But I don't know. I like. Yeah, but they don't like to follow orders. That's why they ended up in prison. We need to do more fights to the death. 
You know? Running man is the way. Hey, Derek Chauvin, <laughs> he, you killed a black man to get in there. You kill three more, we'll let you out. Wow. Right? And... And they get to fight you. They get The black community gets to pick the three biggest, or whoever, right? Oh, that's that's incredible. Derek Chauvin faces off against three black prisoners. No, no, that you got it all wrong, man. It should still be like the Running Man, where you get these gladiator-like kind of super freak athletes, you know? And they like, <laughs> like do the Derek whole show. Derek Chauvin comes they... out of the tube, and the the little Asian kid that was the Asian cop is next to him. 